Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bring the Vegas gaming experience to the palm of your hand. Bet your favorite team, try your luck in a casino, or our poker room. The earliest sports lines and the biggest limits online. Lots of deposit options. Bet on live events as they happen. The next play, the next score. Get winnings fast or roll them into a parlay and win even more. Visit Bet Online today and see what millions of customers have experienced for over 20 years. Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the 48 yard line. Second down, 13. Brady lobbed one downfield. Caught ball by Gronkowski. Inside the 20 to the 15 10. Gronkowski to the 5 to the 4 yard line. Holy Gronkowski. Here's the snap. Pressure coming from the outside. Brady throws it back. Hot ball, first out of the 50. Outside the numbers, 40. To the 30-yard line. To the 25. And Perriman. Bashad Perriman. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Box win in overtime. This is the big nasty. Yeah, big nasty. All big Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! And there the cannons go. Cannon. Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today, it is NFL schedule release day. And I'll be honest with you, man. Evan, I remember a time when this wasn't as hyped up as it is now. To be completely... 100% honest with you. Yeah, they they've made it into a more of a event uh for for television per se. Um especially now the the way they did it, you know, this year was they even leaked a few ESPN leaked a few, Fox leaked a few, CBS leaked a few. Like they all did it like ahead of time, so it was kind of like a week of, of NFL schedule release and it's kind of crazy like Okay, it's just it's a schedule. Like you find out when you play. Like it's not like the draft or anything. So um it's just it's something that is sort of more on the fun side. Um, we were talking before the show. If they're gonna do like a schedule release like this, I prefer they do it how they did it this year with like the leaks here and there. Like you get the you know, you get a few games here and there, not like the whole thing is leaked on one day. Like so we'll see. We got about seven minutes until 8 p.m., which is when the schedule is supposed to release. It should, I don't think, you know, once 8 p.m. hits, I think they're free to post it. So um, we have a $2 super chat from Mr. Buck Nation, our buddy James, uh, getting the train started early. Um, so appreciate that, James. Uh, so if you guys are here in the live chat, let us know. Uh, I am Evan Wanish. I, I, can, I can do my own intro. Yeah, there I can you do go. My I own guess intro. We, we skip the intros. Go ahead. Tell them, tell them who you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm Evan Wanish. Uh, how would you say? A good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish of BucksNation.com. Yes, sir. And I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Um, I don't publish any written work, but you can follow me on Twitter at Reticus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. I generally post a lot of Bucks-related bullshit over there. It's a special occasion, though. Like you said, I, I mean, I know the schedule reveal has become a little bit bigger of a deal than it should be these last few years. They've really kind of made it an event to get that much more ratings for the NFL throughout the offseason, but it still feels like a special occasion. There's always so many storylines to take away from the NFL schedule, and obviously for Tampa Bay, they're going to be playing a game in Germany this season. 
and they have got an absolute stacked list of opponents. We're going to break those down game by game, but I busted out one of my new favorite shirts, to be honest with you. I, listen, I okay, so if you guys are familiar with our content, you know the channel. We have a series called Buried Bucks Treasure, and uh, we basically made a series of what I like to do with a lot of my spare time, which is go out, hit up pawn, or uh, not pawn shops, but thrift shops, consignment shops, flea markets, things of that general nature to see what people are selling. And I happen to find this, uh, I guess you could consider it a Hawaiian shirt, but it's from the 90s, and I found it for like eight bucks, and it's an old Buccaneers, it's got the NFL logo, the Bucks pennant, and like, it had to have come out shortly after the Pewter Power rebrand, because it's an adult large, and I generally wear a 2X. So if that tells you anything you need to know about clothing from the 90s, that's exactly why I go shopping for this stuff. But it's a special occasion, man. While the NFL schedule has not officially released just yet, we're about five minutes away, uh, the Buccaneers have had some games leaked, and uh, we have got some heavy hitters to start out the first three or four weeks of the season. So I think it's about time we jump right into this thing. Really quick, let's check in with our live chat. Buddy Brian Shaw says, so far, looks like an easy 4-0, but we'll have to see the rest of the schedule to see if the Bucks will go 17-0. Well, well, we already know the opponents. Yes, uh, we, we just do. don't know the order of those opponents. So if you think the Bucks are going to go 17-0, the schedule releasing probably won't change your opinion on that. Uh, if you the, think the Bucks are the not Bucks going are going to let, let me also put this out there. I guess a disclaimer to start the show. We're not necessarily going to be dropping any record predictions tonight. Oh. Um, we, we actually do a separate show for that. The season prediction show is uh, end of July, mid-August, somewhere around that window. So you're not going to get an official record prediction from us tonight. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't think the Bucks are going 17-0 and this year. I don't think so. If they didn't go 17-0 last year, I don't think they're going 17-0 this year. Not with the, the slate of opponents they have. Yeah, and I mean, the Bucks went 13-4 and last season. Obviously got booted out of the divisional round. Couldn't get the job done there. But this is a very good football team. And I think, just to throw a take out there before we really dive into this schedule, I think this is probably going to be the best version of the Tom Brady Buccaneers that we'll see. But with that being said, I don't think they're going to win 13 games this year either because I know I've mentioned it before. We'll probably say it again a few more times before the end of the podcast today, but <laughs> the table that they have in front of them, the opponents that they are going to face, it's it's tough, man. I don't think this team's going to win 13 games again. I think they'll get to the playoffs and obviously make some noise. I think this is going to be the best Tom Brady-led Bucks team we will see, but... I, I I don't know if they're going to be winning more than 13 this year. Your thoughts? So so what you're saying is that they may be the best team out of the three years, but the record won't necessarily reflect that. I think so. I, I think a lot of the expectations this year, um, you know, especially from Tom Brady himself coming back, is just to keep getting better, keep building off of what they've already put on the field. You get a Super Bowl championship in 2020. Everything fell into place. That's a championship team. They will always be immortalized as a championship team. But they went 11-5 and five in the regular season, and at one point they were 7-5. and five. You know what I mean? That was part of the learning process of that team. So I think, like, 2021 was a better team than 2020, even though, obviously, 2020 ended in a Super Bowl championship. Because once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. So... Mm -hmm. 
when, when, it, when it's a one game elimination like that, anything. Yeah. And then you know, the Bucks being without Tristan Wirfs and Chris Godwin in the divisional round, you know, who knows, right? Who knows? They also had, obviously, for 2020, they also had Antonio Brown. So that's three big pieces that they had in 2020 that they didn't have in 2021. Who knows what would have happened? And it likely probably would have been a different result in 2021 had they had those three guys. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into this schedule for Tampa Bay. One of those guys is going to be a hot topic throughout the first three or four weeks of the season, because I don't think many people realize he may not be available for the first quarter of the year. But week one, let's talk about what is already con- confirmed before the schedule drops here in a couple of minutes. Dumb. Week- dumb. Just going to say it real quick before you say week one, it's dumb. It's, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, you're not it's a fan stupid. of this move. So uh, if you liked week one's contest last year on Sunday Night Football, lucky for you, you get the same exact game except now. It's over in Jerryland. The Bucks will head to Dallas to play in AT&T Stadium against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, a week one rematch of the week one game last year. And I also believe this is Sunday night football. Yes, not so, Thursday night. Yes. Why and is it Two dumb? differences. Why it's is it dumb? dumb? Because why? I don't want the same opener two years in a row. Like, why? Like, I mean, the I, last I time we got the same opener two years in a row, I think the Bucks played the Saints week one two years in a row. I think there, no, there was a year in between, I think. It was, it went Saints. It was 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. They played the Saints. 2019, they played the 49ers. 2020, they played the Saints. So there was a year in between that. You, you know, like, I just, I don't, I don't know why. Like, there, there's 17 games. Choose any of the, the 16 other ones. Like, why do you have to choose the same exact? You could have still had Dallas versus Tampa as a prime time Sunday night football game. It didn't have to be week one. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Hey, well, come to find out as well, there was an article put out earlier this week that says the NFL schedule makers had to go and basically start all over when Tom Brady came out of retirement. So chances are the Bucks were not going to play Dallas on primetime week one of the season if Brady was not our quarterback with him coming back. Throws a wrench in those plans. But... Okay, so here's the Buccaneers full 2022 NFL schedule. Week one at Dallas, week two at New Orleans, week three at Green Bay versus Green Bay, week four versus Kansas City. Not going to get into those too much because those are already confirmed. Week five, they are playing host to the Atlanta Falcons at 1 p.m. Week six, they are traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers at 1 p.m. Week seven, they are traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers at 1 p.m. Week eight, they host Baltimore Thursday Night Football at 8.15. Week nine, they play host to the Los Angeles Rams at 4.25 p.m. Week 10, they're in they're versus Seattle, but they're in Germany. Week 11 is their bye week. Week 12 is at the Cleveland Browns at 1 p.m. Week 13 is versus the New Orleans Saints at 8.15 p.m. on Monday Night Football. Week 14 is at San Francisco at 4.25 Week seven, oh, I'm sorry, week 15, they play host to Cincinnati at 425. Here we go. Week 16, they are going to Arizona on a game played on Christmas, which I don't love either. But um, then they play host to Carolina on January 1st, week 17, 1 p.m. And then they have Atlanta in Atlanta, the last game of the season. That's subject to change. It could be Saturday or Sunday, it says, and the time is TBD. 
I'd be curious to see if that ends up being a Saturday game. Oh, and I... the, the preseason schedule is August 13th. They play host of Miami, and then they're on the road at Tennessee and at Indianapolis. Only one home preseason game this year. I know that's not a huge deal, but they had two of them last year, and I was able to attend both of them. It was a great time. God bless preseason football. It's an excuse to go watch the boys and uh, have a few drinks as well. So let's get back to talking about this week one matchup. They're playing the Dallas Cowboys on the road. And now that the schedule is officially released, let's talk about the first two weeks of the season because the Buccaneers will not play in Raymond James Stadium all the way until week three. I mean, two weeks on the road, one of them against the division opponent, the other one against the Cowboys. That's kind of a tall task when you consider that this offense may or may not have Chris Godwin as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're playing, you're playing out of those three. I mean, yes, the Saints may not have the greatest offense in the world, but Dallas, uh, Green Bay, Kansas City, all of them have some top tier offenses. Um, But even the Saints, the Saints have a good defense. So you're going to need to score points in a lot of those matchups, I think. And not having a guy like Chris Godwin, potentially not having a guy like Chris Godwin, could really complicate things. And it just means a guy like Russell Gage would have to step up. Maybe they add another receiver here. Who knows? I think it really depends on if they think like, if they think Godwin's going to miss like four or five games, maybe they do add another receiver because that's a long time. Um, but I, I think uh, I would expect Godwin to miss at least the first two, probably three games. I think if you're looking at a realistic return for him, it's probably week four versus Kansas city, not saying he's going to, I'm just saying, based on what I think, uh, I don't think they're going to rush him back, but yeah, it will be difficult. He's, he's the second. I think there's times there's games where he's the most important piece on offense. There are games when he is the the game plan. Um, They love to get him in those screens and his blocking ability. That's a big deal. And to, to not have him, you saw the offense, how it was without him. Mike Evans is a fantastic football player, but he doesn't bring the same skill set that Chris Godwin does. Chris Godwin doesn't bring the same skill set that Mike Evans does, but Chris Godwin, I would say, does a little bit, not better, because I think Mike Evans is still the best wide receiver on the team, but Godwin does more in the Bucs offense than Evans does. The Bucs ask Chris Godwin to do a lot in their offense, and not having him against some NFC, you know, and an AFC contender, but also maybe some Super Bowl contenders, right? I mean, the Packers, Chiefs, like they're still Super Bowl contenders. The Cowboys are probably more of a playoff contender. The Saints, I think, are going to be a playoff contender. To not have him potentially for those first four, uh, you know, it, it could be tricky. And it seems like, you know, for a guy like Russell Gage just signed to the Bucks on a three-year deal, obviously going to have him locked up, but trial by fire as far as getting, you know, getting targets here in the early weeks. He kind of liked to see it. Obviously, you don't like to see Chris Godwin not out there, but if you're going to make the most out of this new guy who's supposed to be your wide receiver three, I I like him having a little bit of pressure on him. I'd like to see him go out there, perform, and get acclimated in this offense early on in the season because, you know, the Bucs are playing contenders these first four weeks of the year, but that's not going to change. They have got contenders all 17 games. So it's kind of one of those things where for Tom Brady, his comfortability in this offense is probably going to be the best it has been, but... When you swap out a guy like Antonio Brown for Russell Gage, to a degree, there's still going to be a little bit of an adjustment period, and I'm curious to see how that works itself out. Week two against New Orleans on the road for Tampa Bay. I hope this is the game that uh, the Halloween game last year was supposed to be. I I hope, you know, barring anything absolutely terrible in week one, I hope we see Jameis Winston versus Tom Brady. It's going to be in the Superdome. 
I, I really hope this team is is ready to play, man, because our season prediction show is coming up and people aren't going to be happy with your picks because I already know what they are when it comes to playing the Saints this season. But this is also one of those games where it's going to say a lot about this Bucks team early and what kind of shape they're in. Yeah, obviously it's a huge challenge. And I mean, James Winston, it sounds like he'll be ready. Now, since this is early in the season, you have to, you know, you have to think about that just like with Chris Godwin. Uh, it sounds like Winston will be ready. So I would guess he'll be the starter um, for the Saints. So obviously, you know, it's a big challenge. They're, they're going to want, you know, this is a big game. This is a big game, big divisional game coming up. So um yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see um, what happens. And you know, injuries by that point, injuries shouldn't affect much because it's only the second game. So uh, obviously, anything can happen at any moment, whether it's training camp, preseason, you know, even the first game. But uh, injuries shouldn't impact things much. These should be two pretty healthy teams. If the Bucks are minus Chris Godwin, you know, they should be healthy all around. Other than that, um, and we, yeah, we'll have to see. You know, wait and see and. Like you, you, like you said, could be the first, like now you finally get to see, you know, James Winston versus Tom Brady, barring anything, you know, that happens. I know people's feelings about Winston on, on the, you know, on the field, but you never want to see a player go down like that. So um, barring anything, yeah, you, you could see that finally. Yeah. And uh, you had mentioned it briefly, but the division implications, I mean, if the Bucks win this game, you're obviously one and one or two and oh at that point, And it gives you that first step over the division. Because I'm not really sure what it's going to look like for Carolina and Atlanta, but I think most people can agree that it's either going to be Tampa Bay or New Orleans with the division title at the end of the season. And hopefully for the Bucs, they can get it done for the second straight year in a row. But let's get to this week three matchup, the home opener, man. I am excited about this one. Early in the season, one hell of a home opener. Aaron Rodgers comes to town to play the team that uh, he hates to see. And... Maybe we could talk a little bit about Indomitka Sue because there's been some rumblings this week that he may not be back with Tampa Bay. But uh, for the sake of this game, I hope he is because he seems like kryptonite for Aaron Rodgers whenever he plays Tampa Bay these last few times. Uh, but this should be another exciting matchup. And um, what, what time is kickoff for this one? I don't have it in front of me. I believe it is 425. Oh, it's perfect, man. It was the the, the exact way that I felt about the Bucks packers game on the schedule in week uh, I think what week five, week six of 2020, if I'm not mistaken, Bucks hosted Green Bay at home, yeah, went on week to beat six. him in the NFC Championship game. Week mm -hmm. six, you just said. So yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for this game as well. Uh, should be a primetime contest. I, I know it's not, but it should be. Yeah, obviously, you know, you can only have so many. Um, I believe you know five. I think is the number. So, um, yeah, what well, well, you know, this is just like. Obviously, it'll be a nationally televised game. Like it'll be on Fox. Like it'll be a nationally televised game. Yeah, yeah definitely. Seems, seems like nine times out of ten, when you're running the four o'clock slot on Fox Sunday, it's it's America's game of the week. Yeah. So I mean that that will be um the the, the four twenty five game. But um yeah, I mean Aaron Rodgers does not do well just in the state of Florida, not just against the Bucks. Just if you look at his numbers in the state of Florida, it's not good. Like so, who knows? You know, and the Packers lost Devontae Adams, yeah. but I, th I but I think their defense has gotten better as well. So that'll be an interesting balance to see. Yeah, he crapped the bed for me week one of fantasy last year. He played the Saints in Jacksonville because they were playing down there because of some stuff that happened with that crappy stadium they have in uh, in New Orleans, but. Yeah, man, this should be a really good game. Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. That was also a hot topic. And you look at this offense, 
You look at the firepower, or I guess quote-unquote firepower. You mentioned that they did lose Devontae Adams, probably the best wide receiver in the NFL at this point. What do you make of what they have right now? Like, this isn't – what I hate to dive into the game like this, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers is obviously going to be able to get it done. But if this becomes a game of who can score the most, are they going to be able to keep up? Um, I don't know. Because, like – Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers still, you know, um, they have Randall Cobb still, they signed Sammy Watkins. I think they have Alan Lazard. Uh, they added, um, Christian Watson, I believe, uh, they drafted him. So like, there's some, and they could add another piece. Like I I've heard them link to Odell, but like if Odell signs, he's not going to play in this game. So he's not going to be ready for a while, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I would never count him out though. Uh, I feel like, you know, if you do count them out, that's when they'll they'll come back to bite you. So uh, it's just – that's all I'll say. Is that they still have Aaron Jones. He's a good running back. They're off at the line, still decent. So, um, I mean, the Bucks are definitely going to have to play well. And like I said, their defense has improved, I think. So – and honestly, the Packers' defense wasn't even awful in Tampa or in the NFC title game. Like, they weren't, they weren't awful in, in either game. So, uh, that'll be a challenge for sure. But I, I do think the Bucks will come out, you know, energized and try to get a win in front of the home uh, crowd. Yeah, I think as far as Green Bay is concerned, when you look back at that 2020 game, if anything derailed that team, it was a pick six followed by another interception shortly thereafter. Can't really put that on their defense, but let's take a look at week four here. You want to talk about primetime games? This one is primetime, their second primetime game of the season. We've got a Super Bowl 55 rematch in Raymond James Stadium. Week four, Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. Man, for Kansas City, this is kind of just the luck of the draw, but this is their third straight visit to Raymond James. The last three times they have played the Buccaneers, one of those being Super Bowl 55, 31-9, the final score of that. And then the other one in 2020, they got the best of the Bucs in the regular season. But this is another game on the schedule where you know a lot of people are going to be watching. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's finally you get the rematch of the Super Bowl 55 in the place where Super Bowl 55 happened. Uh, I had a strong feeling that this was going to be a primetime game after it wasn't a primetime game in 2020. So uh, this should be a one with a lot of fireworks, I think. I think this could be a high scoring one, even though the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. I do think this could be a this could be a pretty high scoring game. Yeah. And uh, honestly, Pretty interesting as well. This will mean the return of Ronald Jones to Tampa Bay. We talk about storylines for this game. And I know when you talk about Kansas City, you don't necessarily talk about their run game. But I think with the Packers and having Aaron Jones in the backfield and then the return of Ronald Jones the next week, depending on how he's used in this Kansas City offense, I think it's a good time to talk about this Buccaneers run defense. We mentioned briefly the uncertainty of Indomitian Sue coming back. Jason Pierre-Paul seems like is going to take his talent elsewhere. With that being said, let me ask you bluntly, this Bucks team for the last three seasons has been near the top of the NFL, if not the best team in the league at defending the run. Are they going to be as good at doing that this year? Wait and see. I mean, you know, I the Dominican Sue, we'll see if he comes back. He's really good against the run. We'll see if he doesn't come back. Do they add somebody? You know, is that what they do? Uh, we'll I honestly, I fully expect uh, so, the Bucks to add a, a somebody else, like a veteran D tackle somewhere. Yeah, Sheldon Richardson could be a guy. Um, 
he has you know, he has familiarity with Todd Bowles as well. So Sheldon Richardson could be a guy, but I don't know. I I still think Sue's going to come back, honestly. But that's just, that's just my that's just my gut feel. What do you think is dragging that process out? Is it is it just business as usual? I mean, I I yeah, I just think it's neither sides in really a, much of a rush, honestly. Like I I don't think Sue's in much of a rush. I think Sue really at this point only wants to go one place. Um, and I think the Bucks are just like, okay, take your time. Like I feel like it's kind of the same thing with, with Gronkowski. Like I, just, I think both will be back. Yeah, the Gronkowski situation. When you explain it like that, everybody's like, yeah, duh. But I think when it comes to any other player who hasn't signed for an extensive period of time, maybe people start to freak out a little bit more than they should. But I, I, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on Indomitian Sue because Greg Allman was quoted as saying that it's unlikely that Sue comes back. But he even said himself, that's not what he said. That, that I, I said that's not what he said. He was explaining himself in a lot of the replies of stories that were quoting him. He's like, this is not what I said. Uh, so just to float that out there as well, I think the statement he had used was it it seems unlikely. Like well, that's, it, that, that, but that's, that's not even point. what he said. Like yeah, what, he, what he just did basically he, say? he just basically listed that, you know, they drafted Logan Hall and like he's not signed yet, so maybe he's not in the picture. That's what it was. And then that one account on Twitter, NFL rumor something, which tries to be, you know, NFL uh, rumor update or whatever. Like that guy who was, you know, Ari, who was really good, right? He tries to be him, my sports update. He tries to be him and he has like 30,000 followers and he takes things and assumes them and then puts them into his own words. And I, people take it for a fact. I, I don't understand you know, my favorite part of this year isn't so much the schedule dropping. It's that one or two scam account on Twitter that fools everybody with fake schedule oh, leaks. Oh, man, the, the one with, with 10K. Oh, dude, he let him have it this year. Normally, the reveal isn't that violent. Normally, it's a little more anticlimactic once you start finding out that all of those games were wrong. But he really ripped into everybody this year. Every Just a quick reminder, Twitter is a free app. You don't have to use it, but uh, it, it's a great place to go for updates on the NFL news around the nfl i mean all sports Fake news yeah I, I mean it's it's a really good place also you can follow your favorite podcast uh hosts on there Rhett and evan yeah. you can check us out at Reticus and at evan nfl buck what you heard in the live chat says what's up people how you doing gene good to have you in here my friend or on the end you can follow do you follow the podcast at campfire pod yes you can you can find us on twitter at cannon fire pod Brian Shaw in the chat says Chiefs without Tyreek Hill is not beating the Buccaneers in Tampa. That's going to be interesting as well. We talk about Kansas City and their offense. Not a lot of people look at their run game. A lot of people are going to have some questions about their passing attack as well. I mean, obviously, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. He's just like Aaron Rodgers where he's going to find a way to get it done. And I think Kansas City is going to win a lot of games this year. But when you look at how stacked the AFC West is, I know the Denver Broncos potentially lost Jerry Judy after getting arrested today, but a lot of people say KC is, you know, one of the weaker offenses in that division, which is kind of wild to think about, especially the tear that they went on in, uh, you know, 2019, 2020, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how that's going to work out because when, when you lose – go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, when you lose such a valuable piece um, – to your team and a valuable piece of your offense. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. So. David Cardona, the moderator coming in. This is, this is a loaded question, man. This is the best question of the show so far. So schedule looks very interesting, but the real question is, however, will a King of the wing rematch occur? Oh, it looks like, looks like I may have to defend my crown here soon. 
Because for those who do not remember, your 2020 King of the Wing is this guy right here. So, yeah, when's round two happening, Boyo? I'm going to be down there weeks eight through ten, and they only play at home once, so I'm only going oh. to one game. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to well, find technically, technically, they play at home twice because they play Baltimore on Thursday night, but I'm flying down Friday, so... So I'm, Friday, I, I, Friday I'd likely, okay, so you're going to make sure you see the game on Thursday night. I had to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Friday. Yeah, I'm flying down to Florida on Friday. So I watch, obviously, watch it Thursday night but in Pennsylvania. But um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll take a look. But let's get back into the schedule, pick up where we left off. Week five. It's another division game for Tampa Bay. And this is their third straight week at home. We'll talk about that here in a second as well. They're going to be playing the Atlanta Falcons, 1 o'clock. That game will be on Fox. A division game against a Falcons team that is the lowest they have been in a very long time. They lost their franchise quarterback, Matt Ryan, to Indianapolis. And uh, it's Mariota and who else? Desmond Ritter. Yeah. So we're. I mean, likely... Do you mean who else in the quarterback room or who else on the offense? Yeah, because I thought they got another quarterback, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. I think they still got my guy, Josh Rosen, I think. Um, man, Josh Rosen was the future of the Bucks at one point. He was. I might still be. Who knows? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, so, um, yeah, I mean, but even their team, you could say that they have Grady Jarrett and who (laughs) you know, he's like, Atlanta's clearly in a rebuild. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Um, got to be especially you know with the schedule they have though this has got to be a game that the Buccaneers take care of uh you, you can't lose a game like this this is obviously you know for people that are just joining that with this is not a record prediction show you can feel free to drop your record predictions in the chat feel free to um we'll re- read them live on air whatever but we will not be personally predicting uh the, the, the season that comes in late July or early August so we'll be the breaking it down but with this slate of games and the schedule and the opponents they have you need to take care of the ones that you are truly better than atlanta is one of those teams oh yeah for sure so we talk about that nasty stretch to open the year for tampa bay those first four games against some quality opponents week five you've got the falcons and then the bucks are back on the road you've got two more games after the falcons against you know some not so great road opponents games, but i'm gonna be honest with you this one right here to kick off the road trip week six i think this is one of those games where it's going to be like a sneaky tough game. And, and this I'll, is a tough one. I'll explain why here in a minute. But week six, the Bucks are on the road. They'll be in Heinz Field to play the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday, October 16th. Yeah, my eyes 16th. are not deceiving me. One o'clock, which, which I like because the weather won't be awful. Exactly. It's going to be a beautiful fall afternoon. They're in Pittsburgh, one o'clock. But it's a tough place to play. But the thing about Pittsburgh is that, yes, they're more than likely going to be rolling out with a rookie quarterback. I don't know. Maybe Mitch Trubisky wins the job and he's starting this one, right? Maybe we get Mitch <laughs> Trubisky against Tampa Bay once again. But it's either going to be Kenny Pickett and his tiny-ass hands or it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. Right. You don't think much of this team on offense, but where the Steelers' brand of football is made is their defense. And <laughs> I have watched quite a few Steelers games over the last few years. Their team is boring as all hell. And that's because their defense is consistently towards the top of the NFL. And uh, the Bucs are going to need a game plan this week for sure. I think this is going to be the lowest scoring game of the year. I think this could be like a Patriots last year style game, like 19 to 17, something like 
I don't see many points being scored in, in this game at all. So for either team and, and how do you beat Tom Brady? I mean, I always say it's how you beat, it's how you beat every quarterback, but when you can get consistent pressure on them, you know, this, the offensive line is going to have to play an A plus game because the Steelers secondary isn't great, but their front seven is just so good that it doesn't really matter. TJ Watt is a one man wrecking. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think TJ Watt, if they have them lined up against Tristan Wirfs, that's going to be an exciting matchup. Like I, that's probably sure. They're going to try to get him against Donovan Smith. Yeah, exactly. I like Donovan Smith, but the weaker one is Donovan Smith. (laughs) I think if you're looking at what that defensive line for Pittsburgh can do, TJ Watt can do it all by himself. And I would not be surprised if he ends up in Brady's face throughout that one. So that should be a good game. And then after that, the Bucs are still on the road. It's another division opponent. They are headed to Carolina to play the Panthers. And the Panthers, just like Atlanta, you know, obviously in a rebuilding phase, but it seems like they're in that weird in-between phase where, you don't know if they're ready to take a step in the right direction or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there's still a lot of questions at quarterback, obviously still a lot of questions on the offensive line, even though they did draft uh, Iki Akanu. Um, But there's still questions along the offensive line there. There's even some questions on defense. They have, um, you know, their secondary is good. Uh, their, their front seven is okay. They have some nice players. Uh, it still feels like Carolina is probably a year away. I don't think their coaching staff is the greatest. Uh, it feels like, again, this is a game where it might be a little bit tougher than Atlanta, but, but this is a game where the Buccaneers have to, to win. And, and maybe they don't dominate it as they have in years past because of, you know, the Panthers getting a top tier offensive tackle prospect and, um, you know, th- not, like I said, maybe not having Cam Newton on their roster as well. I know yeah, he didn't I see mean, a ton of action last year, but he, he got a few snaps against him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in Carolina, he, he got a lot of snaps. He was terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, Sam Darnold is going to be Darnold by this point. Maybe. Is it going to be Matt Corral who they just drafted? Who knows? I mean, the Bucks could be facing two straight rookie quarterbacks here, you know, and Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, what the game plan is. It might be closer than some past Carolina games. I know the Bucs have handled Carolina pretty good. This one might be more similar to, I think, week two of 2020, where it was, that game was pretty close. I know the final score won't reflect it because the Bucs won by two scores, but that was only because Leonard Fournette's, you know, final, you know, his, his touchdown run to seal it. Uh, it was 24 to 17. It was a seven point game. So I think that's the type of game you could see versus Carolina this year. But again, the Bucs need to win this game because, they're better than them. So we're not going to spend too much time, especially division opponents. Like we've talked about them a ton. So yeah, we're not yeah, going to spend yeah. too much time on those, but the Bucks again, they need to win this game. Yeah. If you've watched the Bucks over the last two seasons, which a lot of people listening have, you know that they can handle Carolina pretty well. Same story with Atlanta. So when we cover that on the schedule, once again, the story remains the same. And that's, that's week 18. So who knows yeah. what's even going to happen. Now. But let's move on to this next stretch of games, which is a pretty interesting one. And to be honest with you, I think this is going to be the toughest stretch of the season. Uh, Even tougher than the first four. I, I, yeah, yeah, I do. Because it, it, keep in mind the first four weeks of the season is the first four weeks of the season for every other team in the NFL. It's true. You know what I mean? The bucks have garnered a reputation of being one of the better teams in the NFL. I think a lot of people have them pegged as an NFC favorite this year. A top NFC contender next to teams like the Rams, the the Packers. But let's take a look at this stretch here. The Bucs are playing the next two out of three games at home, which definitely helps. If this was on the road, it'd be very different story. Technically, it's three straight home games. 
Just saying. You are, you are, you are right. You are technically right. it's it's three straight home games. Well, it's gonna be a short week for them as they head back to Raymond James Stadium following the game against Carolina. They're gonna play host to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens Thursday night football, 815 kickoff on uh Amazon Prime. How the hell am I gonna watch that, Evan? You're gonna have to get like a free trial of Amazon Prime, I guess. That's I mean, they only have one they only have one Thursday night football game. So if you don't care about the other Thursday night football games, just do that. Right. Well, that's why it's like I feel like I feel like the Thursday night football ratings this year are just gonna be bad in general. I know we're kind of taking a turn talking about programming decisions here, but I, I, I know, wonder man. if they're gonna do like if they're gonna do a different price. Like if you just like if you just want the football. Like I wonder if they're gonna do like a different price for you if you just want like the one game. It'd be a week. nice. It'd be nice if they did a general broadcast for people who don't feel like downloading that garbage because right. I'm already paying for so many streaming apps every single year. And then not to mention NFL Sunday Ticket no longer on Directv, so that's gonna be a big. Well, well that'll be that'll be next year though. Oh, okay. So this that, is that, the last for season on Directv. Yes, yes. I, and honestly, it sounds like the, the guess here is that it probably goes to Apple TV because yeah. with Amazon getting it was Amazon and Apple for Sunday Ticket. With Amazon getting Thursday Night Football, probably be Apple. Which we get Sunday Ticket because that's how we've always used to watch Bucks games, and um, probably need to use it a little bit more this time too. Because you know what, Rat. I've noticed a, a lot uh, more uh, 1 p.m. games this year than last year. I yeah. mean, you have you have 1 p.m. against the Saints. Okay, so Saints. Let, let's count it with me. Saints indoors, Falcons, but yes, 1 p.m. kickoff. Saints, Falcons, Steelers, Panthers, Browns, Panthers, and then probably Falcons again. Seven. Like that's more than the Bucks have. If last they year. if they play that game on a Saturday. I don't know why, but done. something tells me because they're playing. No, they're on the road. That last game against road, Atlanta. Yeah. I, something tells me that's going to be a four o'clock game. Okay. I don't know why, but something says like four twenty-five kickoff. We'll we'll okay. find out. In I mean, they they do have five primetime games, which is you know the normal. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't think you know like nationally televised games. I think the Bucks will have a, a few less nationally televised games, like New Orleans. You know, week, week two. It's a big matchup, but I don't know if that's going to be nationally televised it's at 1 p.m. Like, I don't know. Like, Falcons at, you know, week week six, don't know. Steelers, Panthers, that those are probably aren't. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But we are done talking about football programming and, and where it goes. Um, fi- figure it out when it happens. But let's go move on to the next opponent. The tough stretch of opponents, which you think is the toughest of the season. I Get into it. I do. So these are all technically home games. This second week in a row, they are playing in Ray J after hosting Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That's going to be a fun game. I think it could I'm be very home. curious to see how they're going to defend him because yeah, they haven't exactly. played a guy like him. You know, I mean, Todd Bowles, defense has never played him. They, the last time they played the Ravens was 2018 and they, they lost that game. So Todd Bowles is, and they actually didn't play awful against Lamar. Like they contained him for the most part. So I'm very curious to see what happens there. This next one is uh, the game that everybody has got circled on the calendar. Sunday night football, Raymond James Stadium, or I'm sorry, not Sunday night football, 425 p.m. It's going to be on CBS. The L.A. Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, come to town. Man, oh, man, the Bucks have got to win this game. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, just to because validate... I'll, because I'll be in attendance or. Oh, that's going to be that's going to be a scary game to be in attendance. I know you're going to be sweating this one a little bit. <laughs> I, I think just just to validate the type of team that they are, to be honest with you. I mean, you take a look at the teams that have gotten the upper hand against Tampa Bay and eventually they were able to one up and kind of get them back. Right. Like the Saints have absolutely owned us in the regular season. Doesn't matter. We beat them when it counts. We won a goddamn Super Bowl. Right. The Saints just set a record for having the most playoff victories and zero Super Bowl appearances during that span. Really? I mean, that's, that's an NFL I record. I didn't know that. Yeah, they actually just set that record. So the Saints oh. are obviously doing great things in the postseason. They're just not getting the job done. But the L.A. Rams, you know, since Tom Brady has come here, the Bucks have had zero answer for it. They just they, they literally have. I mean, you look at the two contests that they had in the regular season 2020. You know, that was a very, very frustrating game. The interception with Tom on the final drive gets the job done. Frustrating game against them on the road yet again, week three. And then the, the divisional round game. I, I mean, come on, dude. You, you know, it, it was it was what, 27 to three mm-hmm. at one point. And obviously, through the will of our quarterback and the will of our team, they're able to make a comeback because that's the identity or part of the identity that this Bucks team has. But unfortunately, the defense was not able to get the job done. This is an L.A. Rams team that's going to be riding higher than they ever have playing Tampa Bay. Cooper Cup is going to be doing his thing, barring injury. Matt Stafford is still going to be slinging it. Aaron Donald is still going to be on their defense. I mean, yeah, they lost some guys. But if they don't lose OBJ, I don't know if he's close to coming back around this time of the year either. But, like, the Bucks have to win this game. This is one of the toughest games of the season. The challenge, um, you, you know, you brought up a good point that, like, the Bucks have been able to exercise a lot of their demons uh except this one they have not been able to exercise this demon they they just they haven't been able to do it and they haven't even really come close like yeah like the scores like the playoff game sure the 2020 game sure those are three point games were they actually that close like when you watched it like were they actually like were the bucks in it the entire time like no like you know, and then the 10 point loss in, in 2021, definitely, they definitely weren't in it the entire time. Um, this is a game where you're going to need Tom Brady to finally play a full four quarters against this Rams team. He hasn't played well against the Rams. He, you know, the Saints and Rams, he hasn't played well against. And he just, he hasn't done enough against those teams. Um, and yes, he, like I said, you know, he played great to come back in the divisional round. They had three points in like the third quarter. You know, like, and I understand like they didn't have Godwin and Brashad Perryman was the number two wide receiver. And he was, even he was a little banged up, but you, you still like part of the reason was because like you, you weren't good enough. So they're going to need, finally, they're going to need Tom Brady. This is, this could be Tom Brady's last time playing the Rams. Who knows? Um they're going to need a heroic effort from Tom Brady because honestly, I expect the Rams to score a lot of points. I just think the Rams offense has Todd Bowles defense figured out. And I don't think the bucks are going to be able to just shut down the Rams. So I think the bucks offense is going to Chris Godwin will be back by now week to week nine. He will be back. Um, the bucks offense is going to have to, to play well and they're going to have to play clean and, you know, smart football. The offensive line. I mean, the biggest X factor of this game, mm-hmm. we can talk about the Buccaneers pass rush all day long, but it wasn't like they were terrorizing Matt Stafford at all last year and Jared Goff the year before. 
But seriously, this Buccaneers offensive line, you've got Shaq Mason and then whoever's going to be winning the other guard spot between Aaron Stinney and uh, Gedeke. Like, that's just, that's, that's, that's it, man. You know, offensive line is going to have to hold up. Tom Brady is going to have to do his thing. No mental mistakes. Don't let this Rams team get in your head and play the brand of Bucks football that they have been trying to play ever since he got here in 2020. That's what you got to do to beat this team, and uh, it should be an entertaining contest. I am surprised it is not prime time, but 425 time slot on CBS, maybe. That's, Rome, that's Romo and Nance, so yeah. It's, yeah. it's prime time, basically. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. So, obviously, after that, just – they go to a little international, huh? They yeah. get a little international. Get some getting, Germany flavor, huh? Getting German with it. So this is the Germany game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. We have known about this game for a while. And, uh, you know, the opponents have been rumored for the longest time. It was rumored that it was Kansas City. Come mm-hmm. to find out that's week four. Bucks are going to be playing the Seattle Seahawks. And it's interesting to note that this is a Seahawks team that no longer has Russell Wilson. So obviously you can't mark it as a win just yet, but it's definitely a more favorable matchup in Germany than uh, Kansas City would have been. Not only do they not have Russell Wilson, they don't have Bobby Wagner. So yeah. I think this is a game where you, again, you have to win. Uh, the tough thing, both teams are national. You don't, you know, how are, how are those teams, how are they going to react to that? How are they going to react to being in a different element? Um, you've seen some wacky things in, in Germany or not in Germany because actually this is the first ever NFL game in Germany. So you haven't seen any wacky things in Germany, but when you go overseas, um, you know, you've seen some wacky things. I think the Jaguars, they got their first win last year uh, against the Dolphins in, in uh, London. So um, Tom Brady has never lost an international game. The Buccaneers have never won an international game. So something <laughs> has to give, it might be a tie. But something oh, has no. to give uh, between the Seahawks here and the Bucks. The Bucks are better than the Seahawks. They have to win these this game. The yeah. Bucks. I I really think on this schedule, the Bucks only have four or five games that I'm like, okay, yeah, like you can, like I can clearly say, like and confidently, like, yeah, like the Bucks are better than this team. Yeah. Like you can make the argument, I think, for a lot of teams, 12, 13 teams on the schedule that they're either on the same level as the Bucks or better than the Bucks. You can make that argument. There's only a few that you can say like, Oh, the Bucks are better than I think Seattle is one of those teams. The Bucks, regardless of where it is played, it could be played in my backyard. I don't care. You have to win the game. I agree. We got a, uh, we got another donation to the Wendy's fund. Our buddy, Mr. Bucks nation, James Hill dropping $2 in there. Support the show, folks, he says. Let's clap it up for the boy, James. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Hey, James, we truly appreciate your support, and I, I hate to do this, but I might have to take a minute to throw him under the bus. Oh, boy. So uh, it's Thursday night, and James normally has some stuff going on Thursday night, some scheduled <laughs> activities with his friends, and that's okay. I totally respect it. I mean, it's a really oh, no. big content ga- uh, content day. We consider ourselves hashtag content guys. It's kind of an inside joke. But James blew us off tonight, man. I, I invited him to come on the schedule release show, and he said, nope, I'm going uh, I'm gonna to play board games instead. Hey, sometimes Monopoly is just calling your name. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, I... It, it, and here's the thing, is that board games wasn't <laughs> even the original scheduled activity that he normally does on Thursday nights. Board yeah. games 
was a alternative. It was an alternative. You know why it was an alternative? Because several of the people who do this scheduled activity are out of town. It, just to be clear, folks, he's not in a cult or anything. It's a, it's another maybe he game. Is, that they maybe play. he is. Don't maybe, tell him. Don't I, I tell mean, him. I mean, it's, a, it's another game. Is. It's another game. That's all I'm going to say is that it's another game. I don't want people's imaginations running wild about James Hill. Okay. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! We wish love we you, James. Wish we could have had him on here. We love you, buddy. Thank he he you, just man. he just gave you another two dollars. He said, "Just Aww. for that rent, you get another two dollars." So see, he's rewarding you with money, and you're talking smack about him. Yeah, let's keep searing him throughout the rest of the podcast. Yeah, I'm just maybe. gonna start blasting. Yeah. Him. <laughs> just start dragging him. Thank you again, buddy. We really do appreciate you. So for Tampa Bay, looking back at the schedule, week eleven bye week's good. Yeah, they've got the uh, they've got the international game in Munich, and then after that. They have got the bye week, and I don't think there could have been a better time for it, to be honest. It's a good, it's a good bye week. I think any time, I think any time after week eight is when I always want my bye week. I think any time after week eight. I think the sweet spot is like week thirteen, week eight, like somewhere mm-hmm. in that window. Because if you, uh, anything- I, 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 I want to play at least seven games first. Sure, yeah, I'll take that. But I mean, you know, you get later on in the season. I don't want to say you worry about it being like too late in the season or anything, but it's also kind of one of those things where when you're playing this many games in a row without a break, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that the Bucks have dealt with before. You remember and all that the way back, man, what was it? 2017, 2018, when they didn't have week one. And so literally they just took yeah. away the bye week, filled so it in. 2017. Yeah, yeah. And they had to play six and, and, and the team games. sucked that year. The team sucked that yeah. year. So there were, there was no break. What are they five it and just, 11, six and yeah, 10? It, yeah. Five and 11. It was just, it was 16 straight weeks of just terrible football. Yeah. God for, I, I wish they would do that to Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. I, I oh, wish yeah, they would not. Yeah. There's I, I, no I, that would be. Way. That would have been that would have been interesting to see what would have happened there. If, if like if the because the Bucks were scheduled to play in Miami that year, what if it was the Patriots yeah, that were the scheduled? Hurry, and then like, the hurricane. Yeah, what if it was the, the Patriots that were scheduled to play in Miami that year? Or they, or they, I don't know. Um, anyways, so now they go on the road, uh, week twelve, Cleveland Browns in Cleveland with most likely Deshaun Watson. Um, even if he does get suspended. Barring any injury, he's likely the starter by this point. Like he's likely the guy. If it would have been in the first five, six weeks, maybe not. Who knows? But I think by week 12, you're going to see Deshaun Watson. Cleveland didn't make the playoffs last year, but they're a team who I think could sneak into the playoffs. This is another tough road game. It's later in the, in the year. Uh, it is what, what date is that? It is November 27th. So the weather may not be too favorable in Cleveland. It might be a little chilly. Um, I don't know. I don't think you'll see snow, but it might be a little chilly. Um, Maybe the coldest I, game of the year for him, to be honest. It, it will be the coldest game. Yeah, because the Atlanta's in a dome. Arizona's in a, in a dome. And then they play San Francisco. So, yeah, it, it's 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 the coldest. It is the coldest game. Um, it, this is going to be a tough road game. Uh, I, I think this is actually going to be a really close game. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top of this because Deshaun Watson is still, regardless of what you think of him all off the field, right? It, it just basically on the field, he's a heck of a player. And the Browns are a better football team with him at quarterback. Yeah. And then, you know, this Browns defense is obviously nothing Good. to sneeze at. They just yeah. signed Denzel Ward to make him what the highest paid cornerback of all time. I, I mean, I don't know if he deserves all that money, but the guy's pretty damn good. And then, of course, you got Miles Garrett along that defensive line as well. They made some other moves throughout the course of the offseason. And then Deshaun Watson, kind of like Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's quite as much of a scrambler, but the question becomes, how are you going to defend that guy? 
because he's going to be able to get away from your pass rush again mm-hmm. and again and again. So it's going to be a pretty interesting matchup, and it should be a tough road game for Tampa Bay, but that'll be a fun one to watch. One o'clock kickoff, like you had mentioned. Another division opponent back at home in Raymond James Stadium. And throughout the rest of the season, from this point on, the Buccaneers alternate home games away, home games away. So if there's one thing that we've noticed about the schedule, there really are no brutal road trips, which is always a blessing when you you don't really have to factor in travel. Like there's a short week that they're going to have a little bit earlier in the year, which we talked about. Yeah, against the yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it's, yeah, you got be... the Panthers into the Ravens, but after that, I mean, really, you know, I, I think the Buccaneers kind of made it out lucky not having any brutal well, road and, and then obviously you'll have the Monday night game, but then you'll have to travel to San Francisco. So you're going to be, you know, you have, you play Monday, but then you have to travel for Sunday. So, and you're going all the way across, yeah, the, country across the country because so that's, that's Monday that's night game. Tough. That Monday night game is the one we're talking about right now. Division opponent, New Orleans Saints come back. It'll be the last game of the season against them. December 5th, Monday night football, 8, 15 PM on ESPN. It'll be Joe Buck. <laughs> Calling that game on ESPN yeah, and Troy Aikman. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot that they made that move too. <laughs> Isn't that um, something? And then Fox could have another name in the future in five in, years. In the in the future, yeah, like <laughs> in, five in, six years in the future. In twenty five years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you know, the NFL looked at it and they were like, eh, yeah, I, I guess we 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 kind of do want want to see the New Orleans Saints just kick the Bucks' asses on Monday night now. So, and instead of Sunday oh, night, they just man. said let's just let's just move it a, a day, and and we can just we can just watch it on a different day. Yeah, um, I, yeah. <laughs> third straight in Tampa prime time against the Saints. No, like why? <laughs> not a not a great feeling. Not the best feeling why? in the world. Hope, thank I God think, it's not Sunday night. If it was Sunday night, I'd give up. But it's Monday night, Bucks, so maybe I don't know. You know that I'm very superstitious. Uh I, I believe in uniform luck as well. I think they have to mix up the uniforms this year for this game. It's gonna be at home Please, for the love of God, do not wear the red and pewter. We we may get a uniform schedule dropping here soon with the regular schedule. Hopefully, in the next coming weeks, we find that out. But please, please, for the love of God, do not wear the red and pewter. Yeah, because the, the Saints are going to wear those. Uh, the either, alternate well, they, 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 they beat them in both. So they beat them last year in their normal one. So it doesn't matter. I just I either um, want them to wear red jerseys, white pants, or just wear the white and pewter, man. Or just wear pewter. You haven't could. lost the Saints computer. It could be a computer game, right? Hey, you haven't lost to the Saints computer. No, but they're gonna do a red out again. <laughs> they lost to the Rams twice in pewter, so I hope they don't do that for that matchup again. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, man. And they, right. they they gotta they gotta go red on red on white versus the Rams there. Yeah, because they, they lost to the Rams in matchup. white on pewter too. So yeah, you're right. You're running out of options against the Rams. <laughs> Next game on the road for Tampa Bay. They're heading across the country. San Francisco taking on, uh, is it going to be Jimmy G or is it going to be Trey Lance? Who's it going to be? I think huh? it's Trey Lance. I yeah, think it's going to be Trey I, Lance. I think by this time in the season, it's going to be Trey Lance. Not entirely sure what the situation with Jimmy G is. It seems like they're dragging that out more than anything. But um, I think this is going to be Trey Lance. So not a rookie QB, but a rookie QB. Should be an interesting game. That'll be December 11th, Sunday at 425 p.m. Actually, not a lot of one o'clock kickoffs to wrap up the season. We'll have to wait until that week 18 game against Atlanta to find out what that's going to be. But 
playing San Francisco, 425 p.m. That'll be on Fox. The following week, they are back home in Raymond James Stadium, December 18th, 425 p.m. on CBS. They're going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC champions. That's going to be a tough game as well, late in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. And, you know, by this point, will the teams be 100% healthy? Likely not. So we'll have to wait and see, obviously. But, yeah, this will be a tough one. Um, this this could be a high-scoring game. I could see this being a, a being a pretty high-scoring game as well. Yeah, I think Joey then- Burrow... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, oh, well, I was going to move on. So if you want to uh, talk about I the was Bengals. just going to say, I think Joe Burrow is going to play one hell of a season this year. I mean, if his yeah. offensive line can hold up, they obviously got some help. Alex mm-hmm. Kappa going to be making, making his, his return, return to Tampa yeah. Bay on that interior offensive line. And they did a they did a lot of work on that offensive line. So uh, we'll mm-hmm. see if they can make something happen. But Jamar Chase following up on an incredible rookie season. That's going to I think there's going to be a lot of points in that one, just like you said. Yep. And then they have a jolly good time against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. They play Christmas night and thank God it's Christmas night. I'd rather, I don't want to play on Christmas at all. I just, I don't like it, but I'm glad it's Christmas night. So I can like do like my like normal do Christmas. Yeah. Because yeah. I, my family does Christmas during the day. Like we don't do any really much at night. So all of it's wrapped up by like six o'clock. So like this works for me. If it's going to be on Christmas, I'd rather be at eight 20. Um, NFL has been cruel to the Cardinals. This is the second straight year that the Cardinals will play on Christmas. Not, hey, not nice. You know not, what's funny? You know what's they funny they must the, have gotten coal in their stocking. Because... You know what's funny about the Cardinals, though, that I think about is that this is a team that kind of falls apart down the stretch. They do. Uh, if these last few years are anything, consistency with Arizona is something that they just cannot find for 17 weeks of the season. Kyler Murray had a great year last season. And then they just kind of fell off. And and that's the reputation that their head coach has. Um, you know, his his teams just kind of fall apart down the stretch. And I'm curious to see if that's going to be an issue for them. They're playing in a pretty strong division. We'll see what kind of shape that they are in. But uh, that'll be a good one to watch on Christmas. So does, so does that mean we're going to have to do a podcast on Christmas? Or are we going to do it the morning after? Um, It'll be we'll a late see. one on Christmas. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right, well, let's get to our, well, not final division game of the year, but our second to last game of the year. Final regular season home game of the year. Yes, final, yes, words are hard. Final regular season home game of the season. It's a division game against the Carolina Panthers. We talked about that matchup a little bit earlier, so you kind of know how that's going to go. And then they wrap it up against the Atlanta Falcons. It's either going to be January 7th or 8th time to be determined network to be determined that game against the Panthers I had mentioned also going to be at one o'clock and then that's on New Year's Day so they play on Christmas and on New Year's Day do they really no Mm -hmm. shit wow well that's the season there was also there was also the chance that they could have played on Thanksgiving but obviously they play in Dallas week one yeah that was a heavily rumored game was Dallas on Thanksgiving I'm glad that that wasn't the case though (laughs) I I would much yeah no the the NFL would have done that they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had um a team play on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. So, yeah. 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 I, I would, uh, I'd probably rather play on Thanksgiving. You think so? I just, Christmas the Bucks haven't fared yet. well on Thanksgiving. I think they only played once before. They played and once and they Dallas. got crushed by Dallas. Yeah. But, they got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I, I like to enjoy Christmas the entire time. And, 
now basically we have to kind of work during Christmas. And I'm like, ah, that kind of sucks. Let's check in on the live chat really quickly. Our buddy Dub says, I'm a little late. Is the Germany game an away game for us? No, sir. No. It is a home game. Uh, so it's going to count as a home game. So the Bucks are, I guess, cheated out of a home game this year, which is exactly what happened in 2019 when they went across the pond to play the Panthers. And they got molly whopped in that game. I believe well. the, the last three times the Bucks have gone international, they've been the the road. The, I mean, the designated home team. So uh, expect. Obviously, I don't think they can go again for like for like a while now because they've already like done it. So expect the next time they go, whether it be in three, four, or five years, they'll probably be the road team. Yeah. Let's check in. A couple of early predictions here throughout the live chat. Kevin, the moderator. Says I say 11 to 12 wins for the Bucks this year. Mind you, this is a very early prediction. Our buddy Tony Baloney says 10 to 11 wins. I like starting out on the road. Brady is not going out like that against the Saints this That's year. That's what I like to think, but yeah, every I'm, time I seem to think that. <laughs> Dennis Allen, head coach, the guy yeah. who I think is single-handedly responsible for how tough of a time Brady has had against New Orleans. He doesn't have a great history as a head coach. I don't think he's going to have a strong season this year for New Orleans, but doesn't obviously... Matter. Anything can happen, but I I still think when they play the Bucks, it's going to be their Super Bowl. Yeah, when, when they when they play the Bucks, they all turn into superstars. So uh, it doesn't matter, especially that defense. The defense turns into absolute superstars. So it does not matter. Yeah, our buddy Dub says this schedule is tough at first glance. I I do agree. Uh, Kevin says, what would be the best uniform combo you want to see this year? Bucks against another team. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you know my uh, my low key favorite uniform he, you, combo. Brett loves nostalgia, so well, I yeah, think I think I, I know I think I know what it's gonna. Well, well, you know, I think is he talking about Bucks or is he talking about like the Bucks wearing pewter and, and and like the red jerseys, pewter pants against like the Panthers white on white? Is he talking about like uniform? No, maybe he means like uniform. Okay, well let's let's break it down both ways. I guess let's talk about our favorite uniform combo for Tampa Bay, and then maybe the most appealing uniform combo on television. Oh, by I the way, real real quick, uh, they wrap up with Atlanta and Atlanta. So yeah, I said that. We said that. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's on a Saturday or Sunday. Just want to get that out of the way. So um, this is this this can be one of the last segments we, we do here. Yeah, um, we'll start to wrap things up. Okay. He out said with you guys in the he said chat. the Bucks wearing two colors against another team's two colors, but we, yeah. we, we we'll do both. So okay. you say you say your favorite uniform of the yeah. Bucks, and then we'll get into. So my favorite uniform of Tampa Bay, if you've been listening to the podcast for an extended period of time, you may know what it is. I was begging them to bust it out before 2020 because they did not wear it in 2020. They busted it out in 2021. It is very nostalgic. For Normally me. they wear it in the preseason. Yeah, it is a preseason staple, but uh, in late nineties, they wore it a lot at home too. Trent Dilfer, a lot of memorable games in that, but uh, red Jersey, white pants, man. It's such a clean look. Everybody complained over the years. There was a time where people were like, Oh, I don't like when they wear the white pants. Cause they look like the Falcons, but I don't know, man, just the pewter helmet with the white pants and the red shirt, I, I think it's like, it's a classic look. You know what I mean? As of right now, it's the closest thing we have to a throwback game until we get the creamsicles officially in 2023, which I pray to football Jesus that Tom Brady is sticking around for. I really hope TB12 comes back in 2023. <laughs> Even if he's on like a, a, a non-player contract, just have him suit just up for that the one uniform. game. Yeah, just get him in a uniform, stand on the sidelines, look pretty. That's all I need. I need to witness it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, red on white's my favorite combo for Tampa Bay. But honestly, when we talk about 
combos that are pleasant to look at on I know, television. I know, I know what you're going to say. I know what you know what I'm going to say, and I hope that we see it this year. It's early in the season. I don't think you're going to. I, I don't think we will either. I think they're going to wear another combo, but my favorite is Bucks Packers. Uh, red and pewter against the Packers, white and yellow pants. Just there's something so nostalgic about Warren Sapp going after uh, Brett Favre, that uniform combo under the lights. I, that's just that's football to me. Like, I don't know why, but when I see that on my TV, like that's football because it reminds me of football when Warren Sapp was just violating quarterbacks back in the late 90s, early 2000s for Tampa Bay. But yeah, that red and pewter and then the Green Bay Packers. That's my favorite uniform combo to see on my television. So I kind of one, I've always liked the when the Bucks play the Cowboys in Dallas because the Bucks will, will wear red and pewter. Um and Dallas wears white. I think that's a good one. Um, I like the Ravens at Bucks. If the Bucks, you know, it's a it's a night game, so maybe the Bucks do red on white and the Ravens wear their white on black maybe or white on white pants so that could look interesting um the one i'm looking at though is bangles and bucks i think if the bucks wear um like just red and pewter i think red and pewter and the bangles wear white on black i think that could look pretty good or white on white whatever um i think that could look pretty good but i think they might go red on white for they the could. Bengals game. They could. That, that seems um, like a game where they're going to do that because I think if the Bengals are coming in wearing white on black, like what I like in my uniform matchups is when the colors, like like for the home team and the away team, the colors are different in every different, aspect. All four. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the pants are different for home and away. It's not like you have both teams wearing white pants. Like mm-hmm. when the Bucks wore red and white last year and they played the Giants and then they played the Bills, mm-hmm. both of those teams were wearing white pants. So it didn't really pop on my screen as much. The Giants throwback uniforms are delicious, by the way. I love those uniforms that they yeah. were wearing. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think having all four of those aspects different is what makes a good uni combo. Yeah, so uh, Sal in the chat actually stole my idea. I was going to ask. I would like to see them wear pewter jerseys on white pants. I would that, just like to see how really it looks. Interesting. I just want to see how it looks. That's all I want to say. I want to see how it looks. Real quick before we head out. Okay, so you think they're wearing uh, red jerseys, white pants against the Bengals. When is the pewter game? Ooh, let me take a look at the schedule. Uh, Let me pull this thing up right now. I have have an idea in my head. I want to say it's going to be the Ravens game. Something tells me Baltimore in Tampa might be that game. Let me see some other games here. I, I don't know if they wear it on the road. That's the thing. They, wore, too, they because, wore it on the road last year. Yeah, they wore it on the road last year. So I don't think week one in Dallas, they're going to wear pewter. I don't think you start the season wearing an alternate like that. Hmm. I Maybe think. that first Atlanta game in Ray J could be a pewter game as well because they've worn pewter against uh, Atlanta a couple times. The thing about it, though, it's like it's still kind of early. Like it's October 9th and it's a 1 p.m. game don't know if they're gonna wear pewter um i think new year's day versus carolina is gonna be the pewter game yeah that one in tampa bay as well should yeah. be an it, it, it's it's watch. late enough it's late enough that they wore in 2020 they wore pewter against the falcons 1 p.m game week 17 it they was wore it against the, the rams in 2022 so like i think it, it's late enough in the season to wear it at 1 p.m so i think it'll be uh the panthers at buccaneers 
All right. It's folks. a shame. It's a shame that we can't sit here and be like, oh, when's the cream sickle gonna be? Yeah, gonna right. Be, you know? Oh if if there was if there was a game, if there was a cream sickle game, I think it would be probably Atlanta week five. Because I think you'd probably look for a 1 p.m. game to do that. I think a 1 p.m. game would be cool, but I, I think the coolest atmosphere ever would be that Saints game. Like Monday night? night football. Yeah. yeah you don't I think the cream sickles look good at no, night? No, I don't. I don't know. Let me look at a day game and I'll pick one. I think a 425 game would make sense. Like the Packers game would make a lot of sense, to be honest with you. They did it against the Packers before. Like Josh Freeman, his coming out party was the throwback game against the Packers. That was during the day. So 425 p.m. wouldn't be a too bad of a time slot for it because it cools down after a while, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh yeah, um, Kevin, by the way, another great point about the pewter uniforms. They wore those week three at Denver, so they did wear them on the road. Yes. I think they, they wore them on the road, road two years in a row. They have at home. So they, they wore them they wore them at home against against the Rams in 2020, mm-hmm. against the Falcons in 2020. Broncos in twenty twenty. Well, that's I'm talking about just at home though. Oh, you're right. I think that that might be it. They wore them at home against the Falcons in twenty one. No, they didn't. That was 2020. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. We, we, week two, they wore one on white. Oh, Robert. no, you're right. You're right. I'm dumb. Um, I think they only wore them once in, in, 20, in 2021. It was in L.A. Did they uh, only I'm, wear them I'm, once? I'm pretty sure they only wore them once, and it was in L.A. They got to get a winning record in those bad boys then, because I think they're, yeah. what, like one in three? They've won... Two games. They won. They beat Denver and they beat Atlanta. So okay, those so are two, two and two. Two and two. I don't know if anybody in our live chat knows for sure. That doesn't seem right. I feel like there was one more game they wore it. I don't remember. I don't know. Dub says I remember we had orange socks one year and we had the calculator yeah, sure jerseys. Those were hideous. I think that was the worst uniform in Buccaneers I, I think they, history. What was it? It wasn't it. It was white jerseys, white pants, orange socks. I, well, I they think. would they would bust out the orange socks for like no reason. It would it yeah. would either be orange or they red. They didn't wear them much, but luckily they didn't wear them much. But yeah, yeah, it was pretty hideous. Hey, I won't lie to you. While we are talking about uniforms, I know the calculator, the alarm clock era, a lot of people call it. I thought those color rush were still pretty slick. Yeah, I, I didn't mind them. I thought the co- I thought the numbers looked a little bit better because like the definition in the alarm clock wasn't as defined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That pewter number I thought looked really really cool. Would I, I like interesting if they did something like that with the new ones, but yeah. yeah. So I think that is it is nine o'clock now on the nose. So I think that is the point where we can kind of wrap this up. So yeah. the Bucks have a schedule, folks. The Bucks now have a schedule. We will not be doing any record predictions. Uh, just, you know, not, not to say they're not, they're not going to come, but um, they will be coming later on in the summer. Don't worry. Uh, and, and that'll be a long show. That's normally our biggest show. One of our biggest shows of the year. They'll probably be like a half hour, hour, 45 minutes. Uh, not a half hour, an hour and a half. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> longest show of the year, half hour. Um, so. And we will go literally game by game and we'll spend 15, you know, probably 10 to 15 minutes on every single game, breaking down the matchups as we get closer to the season. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we appreciate you all joining the live stream. Appreciate everybody that donated. Well, James, we appreciate you um, donating to the Wendy's fund. He's always, he's always eating out. And and I guess he wants us to start 
name. I know, man. He's literally driving home from dinner, stopping at Wendy, spending some money. It's all right, buddy. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. One closing thought from our buddy Kevin522. This is a great one, man. While we're reminiscing about ugly uniforms and uh, uniform combos, who remembers the infamous ketchup and mustard game? Uh, the St. Louis Rams mm-hmm. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jameis Winston, Todd Gurley was like in his prime. And obviously the Bucks were not victorious in that one. But when when you mention the ketchup and mustard bowl, nine times out of ten, people know what you're talking about. Those oh, those Rams color rush were unfortunate. I mean, yellow on yeah. yellow, that's pretty dopey. That's bad. And I feel like both both of them looked worse because of who they were playing. Yeah, I feel like if right? they weren't yeah. playing, if it wasn't red <laughs> playing yellow, if it wasn't yellow playing red, it would have both of them would have looked better. Like when the Bucks played the Falcons at home in the color rush, you remember the game with the Mike Evans I was catch? There. Yeah, Keanu Neal being the one that absolutely destroyed him. Everything comes full circle now. Uh, but that was that was a pretty memorable game as well. I thought that matchup looked a little bit better. But ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Our schedule reveal show is in the books. We truly appreciate you guys hanging out with us live tonight. And uh, you know what? If you hung out with us throughout the course of the live stream, thanks for hanging out with us because you had a choice. You certainly had a lot of choices tonight. It was a very, very busy night. Everybody and their mom was doing a live stream. So if you're listening to it after the fact, we really do appreciate you. But if you were rocking with us during the live stream, our moderator, Kevin522, our buddy Dub, Tony Baloney, Sal319, Reznov, anybody else that I may have missed. Of course, Mr. Bucks Nation. And cannot forget our pal Gene over at Buck What You Heard. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you in the next show. Believe it or not, we got a lot of Bucks news to talk about, so maybe we'll put something out here soon. It won't be too long before you hear from us again, but uh, follow us over on social media. Keep yourself updated. You can find the show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Canafire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucks News as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL, and you can check out his written work at BucksNation.com. You got anything cooking right now? I should have uh, either tonight, most likely coming out tomorrow. Um, going to be doing a top five most anticipated Bucks games. Now the schedule is out and everything's official. Um, I'm going to be doing a top five most anticipated games, just ranking them in terms of matchup, excitement, you know, prime time, prime you know, or not, whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that sometime soon. Nothing gets the people going like a top five list. It's provocative. Gets it's, people going. It gets the people going. <laughs> Last but not least, you can find myself, Instagram, and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. But that's the show, folks. We will talk to you in the next one with some more Tampa Bay Buccaneer news. Be well. Stay safe. I'm your host, Rip Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. We'll talk to you in the next one. Until then, and as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.